You are listening to the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. Never gonna look back Cause damn I was built to last You move slow and I move fast And that's facts Only I can make a change Slowly take a step today I will never be the same Cause that's what it takes What is up? What is up, party people? It's me and Dagan here talking about some entertainment news tonight. Going to have some fun with that. Uh, hope you guys have fun watching as well. If you haven't, uh, one of the first times coming in here, please like the video, obviously. Put a comment down below, comments down while we're doing it live, and uh, subscribe, man. Just subscribe to the channel. Uh, but yeah, we got some uh, interesting things to talk about tonight. Uh, one of the first things that we will talk about is unfortunate news that I think just kind of broke right before we went live. And that was uh, the man Wolfgang Peterson, uh, a famed director, uh, passed away, uh, seems like today. Uh, if you don't know that much about Wolfgang Peterson, he's a pretty big director out there. I mean, he did uh, movies like Troy, Poseidon, A Perfect Storm, which is like a, a, a lot of people's, uh, you know, movie they enjoyed air force one a lot of people like outbreak uh in the line of fire uh the never ending story, story which is like a iconic yeah. movie uh that got done so he he did a lot of those things uh in a lot of those movies and um just wanted to pay some uh respects to that gentleman right there for putting out yeah. uh good movies and i mean to be honest with you all the time uh He's one of these guys you never heard any rumors of doing anything crappy either. So that's a you know another thing right there that we're going to be kind of missing is the fact that uh, this guy is doing his thing. Uh, we also have alerts turned on. So like if, uh, say, for instance, uh, you wanted to send in a question for us to uh, read and everything, you can uh, do that by Streamlabs and this thing right here will pop up whenever it does. What thing? That thing right there. Oh, that thing. We get to see oh, we get to okay. see Ferris and all his happy glory and stuff like that. <laughs> so hey, we're spending in a dollar for, just for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, right there. That's it. But uh thank you guys for uh joining us, like I said, and let's get started. Uh first thing we start off each week with is the box office, the weekend at the box office. Uh this one right here is it's been kind of that way, like when we first started doing the show, there were like these big weekends day before Dagan went on his break and stuff. There was uh we had like multiple movies with like 30 million dollars and then some with like seven, eight, nine, ten million. Uh, but it's been going with a stretch. I do know that kids and stuff now are going back to school, so that's gonna hurt a little bit, but it's been hurt for the last like two to three weeks, uh, not making the big money out there. Uh, for instance, this week, bullet train still number one, only at like 13 and a half million dollars. Top gun maverick came back in. The uh, last week, they were number six, puts out of the top five. Top Gun Maverick comes back in at over $7 million. I don't even know what's happening there. It's crazy. They're breaking records and everything else. Uh, DC, 
uh, league of uh, super pets comes in at number three at just over like they're just a little bit below Top Gun. Thor at uh, 5.4 million and at number five coming in is Nope at 5.4 million. So it's still going strong. It's like a horror movie. Uh, A lot of times you don't see uh, those movies Last in the top Isn't five for very long. Movie? They usually it's get a really a, it, Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's really almost like a sci fi movie. It's, a, it's, yeah, it's almost like a sci fi movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like with that, I don't see the biggest surprise to me is the Top Gun Maverick coming back in at number two after it had been pushed out of the top five. I don't even like it. This has been the uh, weirdest uh, movie that I've watched, you know, like since watching the box office. Uh, this has been pretty weird. Uh, with that being said, like straight up 100%, like what in the hell is going on? Um, crazy, like, right? I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, you rarely see a movie drop out of the top five and then just to bounce back in there. Uh, but there is a movie uh, that we talked about last week that was coming out called Fall. It's not in a lot of theaters, so it may not be where you live at. It may not be in theaters, but there's a movie called Fall yeah, that they have to go around and here. take some. What's that? It's not, not playing around right there. Here. No, but like the the thing with it is, is like uh, that movie in particular, uh, we had talked about it last week, very indie movie or whatnot. And they went in and like had to like uh, change because they had like over 30 F-bombs or something in the movie and they wanted to take some out so they could lower the rating. Uh, that's why we Cut talked it about it last PG-13. week. 13. But yeah, it's at the uh, it's in the it's uh, it's in the top 10 this week. Uh, and for an indie film, just being in the top 10 is a great thing for them, period at all, getting some of that money almost any of that money but uh yeah i I, not too much else uh for me to really talk about there did you notice anything about the top five in the box office well i noticed that uh, tom cruise seems to be one of the last like remaining real movie stars that anytime one of his comes out it just absolutely rakes it in but i don't think like anybody anticipated that this was going to still be where it is all these weeks later I mean, people absolutely love this movie, and I think that they want to keep going back for repeat viewings because it is a really, really amazing movie. I've only seen it once in the theater, but it's one that I keep going like, oh, I should go see that again because it's still playing like at my local cinema and everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good, good for Top Gun Maverick because again, like, I, I think it deserves it. It's, it's like pro- still probably my number one movie of the year. But uh, Bullet Train being at the number one spot, but not doing very well it's not like crazy surprising i think people are trying to get those like end of the summer activities in before everybody has to go back to school and everything so they would probably rather be outside than sitting in a movie theater but you know i, th- I think uh what does that new uh interest album movie that's coming out about the lion this weekend so i i have mm. a feeling that might sneak into at least the top three but other than that there's not really doesn't really seem like there's any big release coming out for a few weeks at least like what what's the next like real big one that everybody's anticipating you know uh don't know coming out super recently i do know about some of the streaming and something that we're about to talk about here in a second this uh new that's coming out but their main like streaming shows uh not really movies i'd have to look into the future to see like which ones would be coming out like here pretty soon uh like i don't think there's anything like super big coming out this is like that gap where there's not like these big huge movies coming out i will say this though this is domestic only numbers right here but top guns at 673 almost 674 million uh just domestically that means like um uh, america and canada put together uh thor love and thunders at 325 million domestically 
And something that's beaten it is Minions The Rise of Gru is at $343 million domestically. So it's actually beaten Thor wow. and Thunder domestically, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, right. that's so actually kind of surprising everybody- when you look at that. Yeah, I'll give everybody a quick preview of the like the the ones that at least I want to see that are coming out. So we have uh, Clerks three that's coming out. Obviously, Kevin Smith is touring that in September and October. Uh, we have Pearl coming out September sixteenth. I'm really hyped. I actually that want one. that. Uh, like, yeah, I'm excited about that. We got a yeah. uh, trailer reaction to that on the channel now. They just released a trailer not long ago, and uh, it's actually the trailer looks pretty interesting, man. And I love X. X is one yeah. of my top five movies of the year. So. Yeah, and I think because of all the hype around X that Pearl could have a chance to do really, really well at the box office, even for being like an R movie and everything. And then the one after that that I'm really looking forward to is coming out September 23rd, and that's the Florence Pugh uh, Don't Worry Darling, which it looks really creepy and weird and like uh, like some crazy shit going on in that movie. So those are the next like two big ones coming out that I'm looking at. And then, of course, you got Black Adam and Halloween Kills – or sorry, Halloween Ends coming out at the end of uh, October. So that's the next one to look forward to. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. That's that's what's coming out, but that still ain't coming out like tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Some of those movies you announced are coming out at the end of like some of them October or into September and stuff like that. So uh, that is what it is. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up uh, and go ahead and talk about really quick is like next week or this coming up weekend is the first show of the new uh, Game of Thrones uh, show uh, I think it's called House of Dragons or whatever, and that is coming out this weekend. Uh, we'll be uh, watching that show, obviously, some of us, uh, and there may be even more than this, but I know me and Caleb's getting together, and Sunday nights after the show's over with, after it's been over for a few minutes, we'll go live, and we're going to be doing like our uh, review of the episode uh, every Sunday night after Game of Thrones uh, has been aired, and everybody's had a little bit of a chance to watch it uh, and everything else. Come on by, swing on by. We're going to be talking about those episodes uh, right after the air, and we're going to be doing that live. So we wanted to talk about that. I'm I'm pretty interested in this. The the um, the trailer looks pretty good for it. It 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 is going back a long time, so it's a lot of new characters uh, and everything else during the time of basically uh, where the Targaryens have like an actual uh, like almost like a civil war between themselves. Uh, that right there is going to be happening, and 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 that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, I love uh, Game of Thrones. You see a flag right here behind me, uh, lifted up. Are you excited about that, Dagan, or are you not into the Game of Thrones? I, I got to be honest with you, man. I wasn't like the biggest Game of Thrones fan. I I was like I watched the show. I think because everybody else was watching it, uh, but uh, I, I wasn't like wasn't as obsessed with it as a lot of other people were. So I'm not, and I was very soured on on the show after that final season. So I don't really have any interest in this, to be honest. So, that's yeah, <laughs> that's all. Hey I man, got. it is what it is. It's not for everybody, even though it was super popular and everything else. And I didn't mind. Like I understand that the end of the show was kind of rushed. Those last two like seasons or whatever wasn't like as put together as the rest of the show. But to me, it's still like the greatest show to ever be put on any kind of like television. I know like HBO Max or HBO is a little bit different than normal television, but it's still like cable, but like, but it, and it's a show and it's one of the best put together. There are certain episodes in the game of Thrones that literally you could have been put on the big screen and it would have been amazing. Like the battle of the bastards. Uh, yeah. Oh, theatrically for sure. I mean, it looks really good and, and the shows really well made and everything, but in no universe am I putting game of Thrones over breaking bad in terms of all time show 
rankings. Absolutely not. Breaking Bad. No well, that, one that goes to show you, though, different. Better Call Saul. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's different um, appeals out there, right? Like, different kinds of things. Like, yeah. I love, like, sure. I love that, like, old school, like, kind of fighting with the swords and shields uh, mixed in with a little bit of fantasy and everything else. So, like, that gets me. But, like, that doesn't get everybody. So, like, them people are going to. Breaking Bad's a good show. I never actually finished it, so I'm I'm way behind on that right there. I probably I did start it, and I liked what you I saw, but then I got distracted. But everybody talks about how, how good it is. Watch, uh, yeah, and you got to go watch all of Better Call Saul as well, which just wrapped up its series finale last night. Absolutely incredible storytelling. It's like a storytelling master work of art, like just incredible stuff. So, yeah. What's next, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, doing something real quick and then we are going to be talking about because every time Dagan goes to be on the show so with prepared. me because we had people no, no no we had people come in and like have to because you went on your like vacation or whatnot and you were visiting family and everything so there's a couple weeks busy I had sitting Josh on a beach here. god damn it i didn't give a shit about yep. any pop culture but news but we had around. josh here we had, we had josh here for beach. a couple weeks josh here for a couple weeks ezra miller stayed almost like a good guy Every time that me and Dagan do a show together, it seems like Ezra Miller's back in the news or whatever. Uh, so just to give you a little bit of a wrap up here, a representative for Ezra Miller released a statement to Variety in which they said they are seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering uh, complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. The statement read, I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to healthy uh, stage and productive stage in my life. In the past week, Miller has been charged with felony burglary for allegedly stealing bottles of alcohol from a home in Vermont. And a Rolling Stones reported last week that the yeah, child he, services he department is trying to locate. Yeah, the child services department is trying to locate a woman and her three children who have allegedly been living at Miller's farm in Vermont. Miller has also been arrested twice in Hawaii earlier this year on charges, including disorderly conduct, harassment, and second degree assault. And in 2020, a record service of them appearing uh, to choke a woman outside a bar in Iceland. No charges were filed in relation to that incident. Miller is in a large part of two of the Warner Brothers biggest cornerstone franchises portraying the flash in the DC comics and uh, Credence Barebone in the Fantastic Beast series, which is part of the larger Wizarding World franchise. A source close to, uh, Warner Brothers told Variety that this uh, studio supports Miller's decision uh, to seek professional help. Uh, with all that being said for this story right here, that apology to me was super simple, almost kind of lame duck. He's done some things that's pretty bad. Oh, there we go, baby. Well, there, Ferris, there baby, with the, uh, <laughs> with, with the gift Ferris with that donation. Yeah. And Ferris says, let's break uh, some entertainment sign like all right cool sweet Woo! thank you we know that's working so you guys yeah. saw that right there if you send in anything it doesn't have to be a certain amount uh, it's going to pop up on the screen we got the alert set up and stuff like that which is something new uh, if you want to jump in on the conversation but like i was saying with ezra miller like i think this is kind of a lame duck kind of apology man like written by some lawyer or pr guy or something it doesn't seem like genuine i don't even know if this dude really is sympathetic for the stuff that he's you know been alleged to be doing because you know, we got to keep using the word allege until it's like official. But like, nah, man, this guy and I do hate it sometimes when people are trying to use because, look, there's a lot of people in this country, a lot of people in this world, with mental health issues. They're dealing with mental health, whether it's minor things to major things, and they don't go out and do things wrong. They handle their business. They do their thing. 
without going out and breaking laws and everything else. And I think when you try to like use mental health as an excuse for some of these things, sometimes it kind of cheapens the fact of like what mental health really is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there are cases where mental health uh, may have caused him to maybe not make the best decisions in the world. But at the same time, there's still he, he's a grown man. He's still making grown decisions. And that's what I kind of got to say about it is it's like when someone just uses this and blurts this out and goes, oh, well, mental health issues, I'm trying to get help. Like, that's the reason why I'm doing all this. It's like, don't shove the blame on nothing else but yourself. You're an adult. You're a grown man. Take these issues, handle them. And like, yeah, maybe you do need to get help with mental health. And I, anybody out there right now that's in the dumps or, or has anything going on mentally, go and get the help. Go and get the help. But you just can't use that sure. for like this cheap excuse every time that you do something wrong. That's not how things work, man. We all have problems um, and we all have mental. Even the people that think that they're healthy mentally, like even those people at times have mental health issues because like there is maybe something big that happens. Maybe you have a family member pass away and you don't uh, take it graciously or something like that. Right. And you maybe you make a bad decision and tell some things to people that you probably shouldn't have said, you know, even in marriage. Right. You you get angry for a certain reason and you throw some things out there because of mental health. But. Like I said, you can't use that really for the excuse. Maybe that help caused a problem in some cases, but that's not the only issue here. So I hope the dude does get help and I hope he gets better. I hope nothing worse happens. that's already happened already because it's not too terrible. I don't think there's anything that's happened so far that he can't come back from or anybody could come back from. But that's the really, really the feeling that I have on this whole story going so far. But what you got, Dave? Yeah, it's it's weird, man. This situation just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It seems like every every time there's another story that comes out about it. I mean, uh, I don't know. I I I feel like he's he's kind of reading off a script here. This is what it sounds like to me. Like the, I don't know about this apology. It seems very potentially disingenuous or whatever. Oh look, Ezra Miller donated one dollar. He says, "What's up, guys? Dig and I apologize for my actions, but I'm in your house going through your cupboards." Whoa, shit! I'm gonna go check on that here. Uh, in a second. Um, yeah, I, so I, I don't know. This whole thing about him being on the farm in, in Vermont, uh, as you say, Justin, uh, yeah. is, is, is it's all weird, dude. And, this is weird. I, I hope that this, this woman is, and her kids are okay. Like, it's just very weird and scary. And uh, again, I'm, 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 um, I gotta check. I, I think I just bro. Yeah, Dagan. Dagan so. Yo, Dagan does actually have to probably get up and check some things here because although that <laughs> might be uh look that that might be a funny comment to a lot of other people because we're talking about this news. But uh, not long ago, Dagan was doing a show, and a random person came into the home that he lives in and was eating food out of the refrigerator. And Dagan, like after was it after the show or during the show that you heard something or whatever and went out there and checked. And they right had after. ate something in the refrigerator and was chilling out in your bathroom. They had to like gone through our cupboards in our refrigerator and taken a whole bunch of food and gone and sat in the bathroom for over 45 minutes. And I was doing a, a review with Jess, who was in Aust uh, or, uh, New Zealand and was, of course, at like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, my time, something crazy. And we had we got her on camera and everything like doing all this shit. Like, yeah, really, really scary shit. Like, I guess he's probably Ezra Miller's like friend or something probably hanging out with him on the farm. Uh, but yeah, yeah but that's a crazy story that's happened to us before. Uh, but then uh, we'll move on to the next topic though. Uh, Warner brothers, their plans uh, for the uh, this flash is related. 
Yeah. Will we ever see the Flash movie starring Ezra Miller? Speaking of Ezra Miller, according to the Hollywood Reporter, completely shelving the film is not off the table, but that would likely be a last resort. Pressure on Warner Brothers to make a decision on what to do with DC uh, tentpole is growing by the day. The studio said uh, to have hoped it would avoid having the controversy since the film is not scheduled to release until June 23rd of 2023 but with miller repeatedly in the news with the latest chapter in their ongoing saga of controversies their hand may be forced prior to miller's announcement that they are seeking help warner brothers has was said to be preparing for three possible scenarios the student had received uh, the studio had received indications that miller would seek professional help after returning uh to their farm in vermont which miller confirmed to variety on monday night with that happening an interview oh, with miller explaining their erratic behavior over the past few day, uh, years could potentially occur before the actor participating in the limited press for the flash when the movie opens in theaters is currently planned secondly warner brothers could still release the film without them playing a prominent role in terms of uh, publicity or even potentially marketing miller would also no longer portray the flash moving forward and the role would be recast thirdly warner brothers could shelve the movie completely it would not be possible to be reshot with a different actor as Miller play uh, Miller plays multiple characters in the film as in almost every scene. The budget on the film is reportedly close to 200 million and scrapping a film with that big of a budget would be unprecedented. The situation with Miller and the decisions to come about the flash are happening during lots of change at Warner Brothers following the merger with Discovery. New Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David uh, Zaslav has already shelved Batgirl, a film uh, made for the HBO Max with 90 million budget. Uh, for a tax write-down following the decision to pivot away from making DC films directly to HBO Max. The Flash was first announced to be in development back in 2014, and Miller was cast the same year. Multiple directors have been attached to the project over the years uh, before Andy uh, Machete, uh, I'm just going to say it like that, it's probably wrong, finally directed the film, which also stars Michael trail. Keaton and Ben Affleck as two different versions of Batman. The film is said to be testing well, with test audience, Zaslav has said that the studio remains committed to a theatrical release for the film. Okay, so all that news coming down. We talked about this a little bit last week while you were on vacation, Dagan, that this is one of those situations where it just didn't look good. You took a minority that you had in a, in a position of Batgirl and just dumped her to the side. That, that was almost a $100 million budget and said, no, we're not going to show that to anybody, even on HBO Max. We're not even going to release it there. But you had this uh, Ezra Miller kid out there wilding. He's out there wilding and uh, doing everything he wanted to and breaking the rules and breaking laws and doing things. God knows what, like even choking people possibly and everything else. And you're saying this movie's still going to be put out there. It was just a bad look and how they kind of released it, how the press handled it and all that kind of good stuff. And with that being said, like, uh, I do think them coming out now and trying to backpedal a little bit and saying, like, look, we got three different options here. Uh, we may have shelved the movie. We don't know. I think is a good move because you truly don't know what if they find out there is something really weird going on with those, like the, that news about the Vermont, you know, farm and everything and, and people possibly being there or not being there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for God knows what ha could happen. And if something terrible happens in that situation, you want to be able to say, see, we was already preparing and this is unfortunately what we got to do. But when they first did this, they just uh, dumped Batgirl and just left Ezra Miller alone and I guess in hopes that he wouldn't do anything else. And uh, he didn't actually listen to him and he went and done something else. So it makes it even look worse. But yeah, man, what's your thoughts? Because you weren't here when we first originally talked about uh, this whole shindig. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what uh, franchise is more in shambles right now, the, the DC Universe or the New York Yankees. It's it's tough to really tell. But uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to to share 
my thoughts on like the whole cancellation situation and what I, what I've theorized, what I've boiled it down to is the fact that most of these decisions are being made most likely by an old white man in a suit with a briefcase uh, who is completely senile and has no idea what he's doing and has somehow worked himself into power for all these years and uh, needs his second condo on Long Island. So you got to cut costs and, and so he can get his, his fucking yacht and everything. So um, that's kind of what I've come up with. Uh, it, I wish I could get a wacky, yacht. But yeah, you know, like it, I, it'll. Come, I wish I was on a yacht with my fucking blockies. Yeah, but I, I think it, it all comes down to money, uh, as most thing, most of these things do. And I think that their their first option of trying to get an apology from Ezra Miller is probably what they're going to go with here. It seems like uh, if they want to make money, there's everything they can to try to put the Splash movie out, uh, despite the cancellations of those other projects, which just is. Again, complete lunacy to me. I don't know what the fuck is going on there behind the scenes of Warner Brothers, but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy, crazy times. But I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't have any a real theory of how this is all going to go. I would guess that it's probably going to get released, but that's just a guess. Hashtag you can't cancel Scooby Dooby Doo. I don't know if you even seen our episode while you were going on vacation, but I got yeah. really pissed about that situation. Can't be canceling the do, man. I don't even know what the hell they talking about I, over there. Funny, dude. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I see like both of you guys' points on that. On one end, it's like it, uh, Josh made a good point that if the first one was absolutely horrible, like who, who wants a sequel to the to, to that piece of crap? But on the other hand, if it's like a movie that was 99% done already, whatever the report says, then like it's just so dumb to not just fucking release it. Yeah, yeah. My point is, you already made it. Release it at least on the streaming service. And on top of that, with Scooby Dooby Doo, whoever watches that thinking it's going to be a great movie, you watch it because it's Scooby Dooby Doo, man. Like you don't be like nobody sat in their chair and turned on a Scooby Dooby Doo movie and be like, oh, this is going to be the greatest film of all time. It's going to win Academy Awards. Not one time. And if you did, you're as crazy as Ezra Miller is. Okay. But to get back to more positive news a little bit here, let's jump on into the John Wick. Uh, franchise over here because now we got to start calling it a franchise. It's getting uh, new movies every other year it seems like now and now there's even this story right here. While on the red carpet for Day Shift on Wednesday night, Director Chad I'm just going to call him Director Chad. I just messed up this other guy's last name. I'm not even going to try this guy's last name. So Director Chad told Variety that John Wick Chapter 4 will have the longest runtime yet for the franchise and assured that the film will use the extra time wisely. I, I love the mythology Chad said, I, I, I love a good myth. I don't really believe, at least for the John Wick movies, in a three-act structure. I believe in storytelling and leaving it. You know, we've always seen John Wick at, and Odysseus, so we take the time we need to tell the story. As long as we don't fall asleep watching it, we keep it going. But I guess there is a bathroom limit. Keanu Reeves will be returning as the titular character. Plot details remain largely under wraps, but an action-packed teaser Dropped during the San Diego Comic-Con that we actually did uh, trailers for because we did every one of them on Trailer Palooza that we could. That saw John Wick facing opponents with weapons ranging from handguns to nunchucks, son. He is using nunchucks, people. That's when the real ninja comes out. You are not a true ninja until you bust the nunchucks out. Just going to go ahead and tell you. Chad <laughs> tease at John Wick Chapter 4 will go more into the mythology of the Continental and the vast world of assassins. Meanwhile, 
the prequel seal series, the Continental, has moved to Peacock and is preparing for a 2023 debut. The show first announced as being developed at Stars back in 2018. It was previously announced the show will be a three-episode event series, and it will explore the origin and inner workings of the Continental Hotel, the centerpiece of the John Wick universe. Peacock president Kelly Campbell said the John Wick films have become a global phenomenon and among the most watched titles on Peacock, and we are thrilled and honored to partner with Lionsgate to extend this incredible franchise. We understand the value of a global franchise and Val Borland and team knew that by bringing this special event series to Peacock and putting the full power of the NBC Universal behind it, the uh, premiere of the Continental will be the streaming event of the year. The series is told from the perspective of young Winston Scott, played by Colin Woodell. Scott is based on the character played by Ian McShane in the films. Winston Scott is uh, dragged through New York in 1975, so they go away before all this and will face a past he thought he had left behind. He will attempt to seize control of the hotel and goes through the mysterious world of New York City to do it. Along with Woodall, the cast includes Mel Gibson. What? what? Mel Gibson as Carmack. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to call this guy Double A as a young Cheryl, uh, based on the Lance Riddick's character, and Peter Green, who will wear Uncle Charlie's fedora based on the tight-lipped body <laughs> disposal expert. Albert Hughes and the Charlotte Charlotte Brandstrom, Brandstrom are the announced directors. We're getting through some of these names. Oh, uh, Justin. <laughs> Stalisky, I think that's it, who has directed all three of the release films and is directing the fourth. Uh, and David uh, Litch, who co-directed the first entry of the uh, franchise, are executive producers on the series, which is good news that they're attached to it right David there. It's probably some of the best yep. news. Yeah, so David, David Leach, Leach, Bullet Train. Yep. Yeah, there's all kinds of crap going on. Bullet Train, which is in the theaters now. But, like, I actually uh, think that's good news that these people are going to be attached to that. It's going to be this little series. It's not going to be these random one-off people that don't even know the mythology that well. It's obviously going to have the mythology and done well. It will be cool to see, like, the beginning workings of this hotel, the Continental, which, you know, as a building is a big piece of the actual John Wick lore, like they were talking about there in the story that I just told you. And... It looks pretty good. John Wick's been hitting it out of the park every single time. They haven't missed yet. Eventually, if they keep going, they will. But so far right now, they're batting a 1,000. So, hey, keep it going. If you keep doing that, nobody else is going to complain. But, I mean, uh, what do you think about this Chapter 4 and this uh, new prequel series uh, going to Peacock about the hotel? Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I've actually never seen any of the John Wick movies. It's just one of those franchises I never got around to. Uh, I wasn't crazy about, like, watching his dog die, but I know that's, like, the whole catalyst behind the movie. That's like, the whole reason they kind of – he goes on this uh, story. So I, I feel like I probably will eventually. I mean, if the fourth one's coming out here soon, I, I'm, I might go and binge the first three. I think uh, Matt Minos might be doing a watch along or something here coming up on his channel. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in, in eventually – getting to it but um yeah this this is uh this all sounds like a a franchise that's doing very well yeah yeah uh like i said all the stuff that i've seen i've loved and enjoyed john wick i'm not the biggest like action style like a movie goer but i do love good action movies when they're good and everything else just not my favorite genre but like you don't there's some great movies and genres all over the land like mine is like horror i love horror but you know some some of those movies can escape that right like there's some movies that go beyond the horror part of it and, and encapsulate a lot of other people that may normally not even like a uh, horror 
So I think John Wick has done a very damn good job overall with everything they've done so far. Like I said, they're batting a thousand right now. Uh, Disney has announced a price hike uh, during the Walt Disney Company's earnings call. Changes to the Disney Plus subscription plans were announced. Beginning in December, there will be an ad-supported plan known as Disney Plus Basic that will stay at the $7.99 a month. There's a Disney Plus uh, Basic will not have an option for an annual subscription. It'll still be that price no matter what. So you won't be able to pick, like, try to save a couple more dollars and pick an annual. There won't be that for that uh, version. Uh, Disney Plus Premium will be the tier without ads and will be priced at $10.99, which ain't that bad per month. Uh, and you can do $109.99 annually. That's a 37% uh, increase means people will be paying an extra $3 per month and monthly subscribers and $40 a year for the annual subscribers more for the series for that uh, actual streaming platform. Uh, this is the biggest increase for the Disney Plus subscription since the streaming service began. And with Hulu and ESPN Plus also increasing their prices this year, that means the prices for Disney Bundle are also going up. So uh, current subscribers to the bundle can maintain their legacy bundle featuring ad-free Disney Plus and ad supported Hulu and ESPN Plus for the $14.99 a month. So you might want to jump on that right now before that changes. Like that's actually $15 a month for all three of those services. Don't seem bad at all. Uh, then well, you got the so, basic that's business. That's what I have right now. The, the yeah, so like you don't want that to what, change. That's what I pay for now. So I could just now, leave that as is and it'll yep. stay. I don't have to get it. I won't have to pay anything more. Exactly. So that that's not that Works bad. The basic Disney, yeah, the basic Disney bundle uh, with the ad supported Disney Plus and Hulu will be $9.99 a month. And there's a basic uh, bundle with ad supported Disney plus Hulu and ESPN for $12.99 a month. So that's going to be their differences there. And if you want the premium uh, after all this is said and done with ad free tiers for Disney plus Hulu and ESPN. So all of those three will be ad free for $19.99 a month. That's what that's going to be. So for $20, you can get all those and everything else. So, I mean, we knew it was going to come down the line. All these streaming services start off at like, Oh man, Five ninety nine, yeah. and then they all raise as they start adding a lot of stuff right. that people uh, may want to watch. Are the days we of, knew, the, of the six dollar a month Disney Plus, like man? Yeah, bro. With things. MCU and Star Wars and stuff, they've got you know their price as they started adding more and more TV shows. They started adding more and more things for you to uh, look at the streaming service over there that it was going to jump in. So that we knew it was going to go up, and this is just the news telling you it's going up. I mean, not. Not a big thing. It's just like, hey, we want you all guys to know that that's happening right there. But I mean, yeah, like you can keep your old plan, Dagan, and your stuff won't even change. I think that is kind of cool. They are doing like a legacy style. Yeah. Like thing. Seems like the best deal for, for, yeah. for me, for best bang for your buck is that the Disney plus Hulu and ESPN. Bro, my son's got to eat, so I don't mind ads. You know what I'm saying? You know, just, yeah, just, exactly. just, I'll just pay the cheaper price. Just whatever. It's an ad. It's a couple of minutes. God. Not big deal. I could check my phone during the ads. But uh, yeah. next piece of business involves Viola Davis. Uh, the Academy Award winner Viola Davis is the latest star to join the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That's the prequel uh, to the Hunger uh, Hunger Games uh, franchise. She will portray head game maker uh, Volumina Gall. The Hunger Games franchise has grossed over $3 billion worldwide. And uh, this new one, the Ballad of Songbirds. Volumina Gall. Yeah. You got that one yeah. right. Volumina. The, the Ballad of Song, yeah. Pairs of Snakes is directed by Francis Lawrence, who directed the final four films in the Hunger Games franchise. It is based on Susan Collins' prequel novel of the same name. Uh, so basically, we're going to go in there. We're going to get this prequel uh, for uh, the Ballad of Song, Pairs and Snakes. Uh, and we're going to have we already got people attached to it. Um, 
and everything else. And it's going to supposed to be coming out November the 17th of 2023. Uh, I actually read the Hunger Games books and then I liked the actual like movie, uh, the Hunger Games, uh, um, especially the first one. I really liked the original like first, the first movie, two. Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. The first they, they were actually pretty good films. Other ones were, eh. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were pretty good films. So I'm kind of. I'm pretty interested in this. I'm I'm interested in seeing what they do. Uh, it will be interesting to go back in the past and see like when this stuff was like, you know, brand new or close to being new or whatever, as far as like this new thing they were doing to in, in this, in this new world. Cause that's a whole totally separate world uh, with different kind of like bases and ranking systems and stuff that were pretty interesting when you read the books and stuff. So it'd be pretty cool to maybe see some different sides. Right. Like I remember like in the original series, we focused on that one uh, group that was in a certain area or a certain level, right? But maybe they change it and we see one of the higher levels this time and like how those people lived and everything. So, yeah, I don't know if you got any more on that, but that's that's all I've got. Yeah, the, actually, the more I hear about this, the more interested I mean, I didn't, I didn't read the prequel book this is based on, um, but I did just like browse through it recently uh, when I was at my, my dad's house and he had a copy of it. And uh, yeah, it's it seems like it's very, a very interesting kind of origin story on Donald Sutherland's character, uh, who I guess so this, he's 18 years old at the time of this. He's like a mentor to Rachel Zegler's character, uh, who I think they just put a picture out of like Rachel Zegler and, and one of the other actors from this yeah. recently. That looks kind of she looks good in it. So um, yeah, so her, her and then obviously being mentored. By the the eighteen year old uh, Cornelius Snow, uh, who then, as we know, goes on and so this is the tenth Hunger Games. So by the time we get to, I think the second uh, movie or second book of the Hunger Games, that's the seventy fifth Hunger Games. So that's sixty five years after this. Uh, so this is this would be you know he would be like in his eighties, his early eighties mm -hmm. in the, the Hunger Games movies, uh, which which makes sense. So. If he's 18 here. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely curious about this. And the more, like, they add to the cast, like, Viola Davis is just a phenomenal actress. Like, oh, yeah, she's the more awesome. interested I get. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about in the Discord last night about some of the uh, different, like, black actors and actresses and, like, like them. And, and she's one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific, uh, like, African-American female, especially uh, as far as awards go and nominations go. Like, Octavia Spencer's yeah. up there as well. And everything else yep. but yeah that that's pretty interesting conversation we had in the discord last night which by the way if you wanted to join our discord and be part of the conversations like that where we're talking about movies and everything else and all kinds of crap and yelling at each other join the uh patreon man like join it as little as a dollar and you get discord access and get to hang out with the with the family i like to say so like yeah jump on that if you get the chance my man throwing up that little moving banner down there there goes Finding the site pa patreon.com slash lgr network there we go with that being said, man, uh, our guy Johnny Delp is not going to just sit still after the uh, the Battle of the Turd trial. Uh, Johnny Delp is set to direct his first film since 1997, The Brave. He will be behind the camera for, uh, man, dude, come on, tonight, Mata Galini, whatever, <laughs> based on a dentist. I didn't even get that one. Ma yeah, Madagalani or something like that, based on a yeah. Dennis McIntyre play about Italian artist Amadio Magdalani. Al Pacino is co-producing, yeah, alongside Depp and Barry uh, Navidi. 
The film will uh, tell the story of the painter and the sculptor in Paris in 1916. Uh, I'm not even saying that dude's name again, who was long considered this, this, this painter who was long considered a critical and commercial failure navigates an eventful 48 hours that will become a turning point in his life that will ultimately solidify his reputation as an artistic legend. The Hollywood Reporter said that the production will begin in Europe in the spring with casting to re be revealed soon. Uh, this this, uh, this film sees Delp taken on another European project as he attempts to uh, make a career return following his uh, defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard. Alongside uh, this film, Depp is also portraying King Louis Fifteenth in the historical love story, uh, Jean de Beret, who I had to try to say that like in uh, <laughs> French, sorry. With, uh, with, start, with starting, yeah, with starting shooting in July and it's in Delp's first uh, feature film in three years. So Delp's making a comeback after all the stuff with the trial. He got like a lot of positive news and everything coming out of the trial, like it or not, disagree with it or not. Uh, that trial, Fair the lawyers that like was it. representing Amber Heard, either they just totally crapped the bed. I don't know what was going on there, but I watched actually a lot of that trial because uh, I was kind of got kind of interested in it. And bro, Fucking it did not shit. look good for Amber Heard. Yeah, it did not look good for her. So, no. but Johnny Depp, like I said, got a lot of positivity coming out of that. A lot of people supporting uh, Johnny Depp after that. So now he's going to come out here and direct a film. He hasn't done it in a long time. Uh, this will be his first thing. But he's also getting to be an older actor, which is usually the natural progression. You've been an actor for years, been in a lot of movies. You know how the game works. Like all you have to do is point the cameras in the right direction and pick, you know, good stories to tell and tell them in a good, smooth way. And if you can do that, hell, I, I'll be kind of interested in seeing Johnny Depp's like, uh, especially older in life kind of directorial, like sort of debut. It's not yeah. really his debut, but he hasn't done it in so long. It's going to be something new. So I'm going to be pretty interested in that, mm -hmm. especially with Al Pacino to co-produce. It sounds interesting. It sounds like I'd want to hang back and go to the, uh, like, you know, after they film and, and, and uh, each day go and hang out with these two guys at the bar and listen to stories. It'd probably be pretty awesome, but yeah, man. What do you think about Johnny Depp dipping them toes back into the acting scene and directing scene? Well, it's fun, funny you mentioned uh, going to the bar with Johnny Depp because uh, I, in the town that I live in, uh, at one point Johnny Depp was actually looking at buying a house. This was like years. This was like twenty years ago. Was looking at buying a house in the area, and he walked into one of our local bars and was weirded out by the. Apparently, this is the story. I don't know how true this is, but he was apparently weirded out by the people in the bar, because people in this town in Vermont are, are too weird, even for somebody like Johnny Depp. And then that led him to part of the decision to not buy the house. It was just the town over. But um, yeah, no, this is this is cool, man. Like, I, I, I'm glad to see Johnny Depp, like, do something maybe different uh, in his first thing back in quite a few years, because he's been dealing with all this Amber Heard if, bullshit, you know? And, I got to uh, know, so though, Dagan. Cool yeah. I got to know, Dagan, if Johnny Depp did, like, move into the town across from yours, would you be going to his doorstep maybe with a little music? You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe because, like, he does, like, band <laughs> stuff himself. He plays in a band. It's not a very, like, popular band or whatever, but would you try to, like, get into the door? Because, oh, dude, I'm a big fan of your band and stuff like that. And try to eat it, some uh, Dude, if, it, it's funny. Like, if there's anything I would approach Johnny Depp about, it would probably be that. It'd be like, hey, man, you want to jam, like, play some music? You know, I got my kit set up in the barn. Like, you feel feel free to come over and chill and, like, we'll smoke a bowl and, like, play, you know, play some tunes or whatever. But Man, dude, yeah, it man, sounds no, like Johnny Depp made a bad decision, man. He should have moved in down yeah. there. Yeah, he should have been my neighbor, you know. But uh, He could have been yeah, hanging out with Dagan S. Broad. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I am glad about this, though, that he's not just, like, 
just doing another Pirates movie or something. He's actually doing something a little different. You know, not different, I guess he's done this before, but like, you know, branching out a little bit. So I've, I've been curious to see this. This sounds like it could be very good. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, kind of excited about this next thing, although I'm probably never going to be able to like see it or be in it, but it would be yeah. cool. I wish this was an American thing, but it happens to be English because this sounds like it could be fun. They are going to make a World yeah. of Jumanji theme land to open in spring of 2023 in England. It is a $20.5 million project development uh, that is part of a global agreement with Columbia Pictures uh, based on entertainment kind of and Merlin Entertainments. Uh, this will be the first Jumanji experience that will let people experience the adventures of the films. That sounds fun as shit, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're standing there. All of a sudden, you got lions and tigers jumping out at you and stuff, and everything's falling apart around you and all this stuff, like Jumanji, like the original Jumanji movie. Then you have these new Jumanji movies that's done well after that with The Rock. You know what I'm saying? Me and The Rock teaming up and, like, whooping ass all across the world. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like fun, but, uh, dude, Unless we get like a huge donation in the next couple of minutes, I'll probably never be able to afford to get to England. So like, that's the way I, yeah. uh, I, but it's cool. Hey, it's cool. We can't have all the great things. We already got the Disney worlds and all that stuff. So like, man, what Somebody, do you think? Uh, would you go to, would you go to Jumanji theme uh, land park? Oh, absolutely. Somebody send us like an extra 10 grand uh, in the next few minutes. Why don't you? So me and Justin can, uh, can go chill over at the UK Jumanji world. and Brandy. Uh, I gotta this, take Brandy, but yeah, yeah, and uh, yes, yeah, so we gotta we'll bring Brandy as well. Uh, this this sounds like a, a really cool thing, man. Like I I really enjoy the the original Jumanji for being that sort of mid nostalgia mid nineties nostalgia, especially for me. Like as a kid, I watched that movie like countless amount of times. So I hope that this park at least has some references to all the movies, not just the the rock ones that have come out recently, because those are obviously I think a little bit more popular. That nowadays than the original was, uh, was starring the late great Robin Williams. But uh, I, yeah, they got to have some sort of reference to the movie, whether that be like a pair of shoes or or, or some kind of like you know thing with with Robin Williams there uh, at this park. Because like yeah, uh, it, it's also cool because like uh, one of the other uh, all, all sorts of crazy movie facts uh, today. Everybody uh, over in Keene, New Hampshire, which is like a twenty minute drive that way. Uh, that is the original filming location of that original Jumanji movie. Uh, and when you drive down the street, you know, the opening of the movie opens up on this beautiful New England town and everything. That's like the view that you get every, every time I drive into Keene. So, uh, some cool stuff there, but yeah, man, I would totally be down to go check out this Jumanji theme park. It sounds like a, absolutely a, like a fun time. Like you're in a game. Like that's. I think kind of the idea behind the park is that you're you feel like you're inside a game, which which I love. Wesson, I'm going to tell you what that that right there is the uh, perfect segue to. Yeah, you want to play a game, Justin? Yeah, per, per, perfect segue to. Oh man, come on, dude! Like live gonna stuff get, right here. Gonna get a cut. Live stuff. Get us a cut. Live stuff, right man. I, I messed happening. it up, dude. I messed it up. Ah, I'll do it oh, first. God, I messed it up. All right, that, oh, all right, whatever. Man. I'm bailing on that one right there. It's it, it almost became a good idea, and then it failed. Epic failure there. Wanted to play a little soundtrack of want to play a game right there. You lost the uh, game. From the Saw franchise because we're going away from the Jumanji franchise into, I cannot believe that this is actually occurring. The 10th Saw film <laughs> may be possibly made here, and that's just crazy whenever you look at it. So Lions, Gates, and Twisted Pictures – announced that the next installment of the Saw franchise will release on October 27th of 2023, so next year, Halloween. 
It will be the 10th film in the Holly successful franchise, which has grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. The film will be directed by Kevin. Uh, man, I ain't even doing this dude's last name. Why? Why? Why today? Every freaking last name that I've had to say uh, has been like ridiculous. This is like Grutor. That'll be the next it. thing that Grutier. people tune in, guys. If you want to watch Grutier. me butcher these names, Grutier. I think it's I think it's Kevin Grutier. Like uh, Kevin Grutier. Get the French accent. Okay, whatever. Grutier. So yeah, whatever, man. These guys like let's get regular last names, people. Who was the editor of the first five films in the franchise, as well as Jigsaw before uh, helming Saw? Uh, six and saw the final chapter the plot of the new film is unknown but the studio promised that the film will capture the hearts and the body parts of fans and all new twisted and genius traps and a new mystery to solve so there we go right in the saw franchise breaking down for us coming in hot and ready you know like it's a freaking little caesar's pizza or whatever i'm just telling you right now people got, look listen i right, look there's always a line no matter what you do in life, you know what I'm saying? There's always a line that you shouldn't cross. You know, uh, you, you try to straddle that line sometimes. You know, sometimes you try to play both sides, you know, whatever. You try to dip your toe into the wrong side here and there, but you yank it right back and you're avian. You're still fine. You're still okay. But there's always a line that don't need to be crossed. There is no way that the Saw franchise would have 10 films. 10 films is just ridiculous, okay? <laughs> like, They've done okay as far as, like, I guess they've been profitable. Maybe that's why they're making this movie. But I, I love the first, like, yes. the first three to four to even maybe five of the Saw movies. I actually liked. I enjoyed them. You know what I'm saying? Call them torture porn or whatever you want to. They still had these really cool, like, mysteries to solve, like it just said in the little thing I read. Like, so it still had that element to it. So it wasn't, like, you know, super like boring or whatever, like let's say you didn't like the part that people had to cut off an arm to survive or something, right? Maybe you don't like that part of the story, but you could get into the whole like, oh man, this whole thing is unraveling. How does this movie tie into this movie and this movie tie into this movie? That's with some fun things to figure out and everything. Like I enjoy doing that. But there is a time and a place, people, when these type of things should just come to an end. Just being honest with you, like 100%. And this is wow. one of those things, one of those times where the Saw franchise should stick a fork in and it's done. Because this last film they just did was wow. got off of doo-doo. It was doo-doo. You know what I'm saying? Holy it, crap. It, it made you leave that. Look, every face that I saw leaving the theater that watched the new Jigsaw movie, when they were coming out of the theater after they paid their hard-earned money to watch it, they walked out the theater looking like this. Some of them I, had this. I'm surprised. It's a I'm, stinker. I'm surprised, Justin, that you're saying this because, like, you're the guy. Oh man, come on, the dude. This ain't Jason Voorhees. This ain't Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, this ain't this ain't Halloween or Jason or like Nightmare on Elm Street. These, this look, the Saw franchise does not have that that style or 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 whatever. Like that that, that franchise does not equal them, man. They were special. You know what I'm saying? They were like okay. the, the thing that you did that kept going because like it was something special. The Saw thing had its little deal in that first movie that was special. Then it still kind of kept that a little bit with the first few movies. But they're not Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. And this is a different time and a different place, man. Come up with something else. Come up with something else, man. Or like, okay. dude, you know what would be awesome? Is if they actually made a new movie and didn't tell you it was part of the franchise. Kind of like Glass. You know what I'm saying? Like you had uh, uh, the split. old, um, yeah. You, yeah. So like whenever they actually, yeah, split. So you had, um, yeah, split and come out and you didn't know it was like a, a sequel. 
to unbreakable. You didn't know that. So you're just sitting there and you're like, oh man, yeah, dude. Spoiler alert. Whoa, yeah. what what happened? Bam, and then the end of the movie happens, and you're like, oh shit, this is a franchise. This is part of that. That that, that could be fun, yeah. right? You could make a movie where things are going on. Maybe they resemble a little bit of Saul, but you kind of break off a little bit of Saul. You don't have the little puppets and I'm trying to play a game, which I tried to play earlier, which I screwed up on. But you get my point. Like <laughs> you could do it, and then all of a sudden it does intertwine somehow into the franchise the of Saul reveal, at the end. It could be the could big be reveal at the end is Carrie Elwes. There you go. There's your next franchise for the Saw movies. Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, do you have anything to add to this? No, not really. I've never seen a single one of these movies, so not. Oh not man, there. you suck. Yeah, man. Uh, come on, Dagan. Come on, man. The first one's legitly good, and it's not like you know uh, people try. It's not as gory or anything because all you see is aftermath. You don't see it happening while it's happening. So, like, uh, okay. I do recommend to people that may have heard about the Saw franchise and you hear about, oh, man, this guy's having to do some crazy stuff and everything, and it's all blood and guts. It does have a little bit of that in there, but it's not bad. You see everything aftermath. It's kind of a lot like the movie Seven. The movie Seven, you know, a lot of the things you see after it's already done, you don't see the guy torturing these people or killing these people. Uh, same thing with the first Saw movie. I do recommend that to anybody out there. That movie is fun to do if you have never watched before. It's very interesting. That very first Saw uh, movie. Are these like in weird chronological order too? Like you have to watch five before you watch Saw. No, they they like all the... they all you watch them the way they are because it makes it fun of you figuring out the story okay. and how it's interwoven. Uh, they do jump back in time and stuff, but you want to watch them even though they technically are in the wrong order. It's one of those weird things where you want to watch these in the wrong order. They make okay. sense, okay. even though they're in the wrong order, if you get what I'm saying. It's it's, it's one of those yeah. things, like, it actually comes out better watching it that way. Mm -hmm. I was wondering about this, because this is like a Saw, it's set in the Saw universe, but they didn't necessarily say it's like a prequel or a sequel or anything. So mm -hmm. it, it could be completely separate from, or, or like in the same universe, but separate from like the Jigsaw stuff or whatever. So Yeah, it could we'll be, see. yeah. You don't need to contend with anything with the Jigsaw movie because that, like I said, that movie right there, that was a real stinker. You know what I'm saying? That was that. Speaking of turds earlier, that was a big turd on the franchise. To be honest with you, like it, it is. You have, but like uh, I think uh, uh, Bruce Banner here is like saying it's too confusing to watch if you try to put it in orders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need to watch okay. it in the order they do it, even the though it's technically order. possibly okay. in the in the release order because it makes more sense that way. It's one of those, that's fun. That is fun. That's a fun thing about the Saw franchise. One of the things I like is they do things differently in that franchise. But, uh, but yeah. And then they said like the plus the spinoff wasn't even connected right there. So yeah, man, appreciate all that stuff. But like they should, guys, they should just, they should bring back Carrie Elwes. That's a, hey man, unless one of you guys, unless one of you guys have a comment or want to throw in a, a stream lab or something like that on another subject, that's the last one that we got today and we're about to head out of here. But uh, things we got going on coming up, uh, like I said, Dagan's back from vacation. So you've seen him. He did like his first any yeah. given snow day this past Sunday. Uh, go and watch that. If you didn't, they talk about uh, some of the greatest guitarists of all time during that show yeah. uh, and everything hey, else. Knows. And people, Shout yeah, out to people were able to call yeah. in. Yeah, Matt Munoz is uh, helping run things over there and getting all that stuff situated uh, with that. And like I said, we got some trailer reactions that are dropping uh, pretty much every day for the next couple of days. Uh, so we got that going on. 
we do uh and we do have okay so double feature is coming back announcing that already we already got the two movies we're going to watch and talk about picked out that's going to be a once a month to maybe uh every few weeks or something it's according on how much time we have to watch the movies and like get some notes together and stuff like that uh so we do have that happening and we just had if you haven't watched uh patreons uh, so uh, Patreons all got together and voted on their top uh, five comic book heroes. And we've got a show that we actually did uh, that we did live that you can go catch out. Yeah. Now, I wonder uh, if check Batman out now on the trail, and Spider-Man on the are on that list. I wonder if Batman and Spider-Man are up there. Well, they're definitely on the list, but you I, watch I it to see where they're listed at and everything else. Uh, but like that was a fun show to do. We had a great time with that. And uh, uh, we'll be doing here in the next few days. We should be doing our uh, LGR Patreon uh, family movie night i don't know exactly what movie won but we're going to be doing that as well so good things happening over here we're just having a bunch of fun oh, basically yeah. with our friends man all these people are of our friends we love and appreciate all the support that y'all guys do uh give us at all times and until next time guys peace Tracks like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last.